here's the deal. I hosted a workshop and I taught something that I have never taught before and it was the most fun I've ever had. And I really hope that you didn't miss it. But if you did, guess what? Surprise, I'm bringing it to you here on the podcast. And no, I did not know I was going to be doing this, but I have gotten so much incredible raving feedback about how great the workshop was. Not to mention, I absolutely loved it. You're also going to hear how much I loved it. Just wait until you hear my energy inside of this workshop. Light me up, give me some friends in a Zoom room, and we are going to have a great time. Today, I have brought you in a two-part. I broke it down because it's an hour-long workshop call it like an hour and 10 minutes. I'm Chatty Kathy, but I'm bringing you the workflow workshop, which is the four steps to grow your business using workflows, because I know that you're super busy and sometimes it's hard to sit down. And there is some incredible information in here that I do not want you to miss. So step one and step two of the four steps is in part one. Step three and step four is in part two. If you actually want to watch this and see everything that I'm sharing on my screen, go to chelseajoe.co backslash workshop replay. It's completely ungated. You just go straight to the thing. You get to see all the chat. There's so much incredible information in there. You also can go down in the show notes and grab the free downloadable workbook. Again, it goes straight there, not gated have so much fun. There is some incredible information that truly can change the trajectory of your business, but do not delay. If you get distracted, please make sure you come back. This is only going to be available on the podcast through Saturday. It is an extremely limited opportunity. The replay is only available until Saturday. There's time sensitivity here. Please make sure that you get this in. You get your workbook downloaded. We are taking everything down on Saturday. So run, run, run. Make sure you gobble up all of the information. Hear it all. Have so much fun. Can't wait to connect. Can't wait to hear how this is helping you, supporting you, encouraging you. Come over and connect with me on Instagram. Let's chat all things workflows, friend. All right. How about we get started with the workflow workshop. Four steps for you to be able to use workflows to grow your business. Welcome to Systemize Your Life. This is your go-to podcast for work-from-home moms who are desperate to reclaim control, find order, and escape the never-ending cycle of overwhelm. Hi, I'm your host, Chelsea Joe. I've dedicated this show to modern women just like you who are eager to give their very best to their home, family, and work, all without losing themselves in the process. Get ready to discover the systems you need to craft powerful relationships, get organized, keep up on the housework, manage your time like a boss, love those babies well, and maybe even sneak in a date night or two. If you are tired of hopelessly watching life pass you by, then it's time to grab your ticket off that hot mess express and join me in life where systems do all the heavy lifting. This is where you transform your chaos into confidence and take your life from overwhelmed to organized. What do you say, friends? Let's do this. Welcome to the Workflow Workshop. I'm so excited to finally be sharing these steps with you that I've been working on on the back end to help me get to where I am. I took my business, as you guys know my story, and if you don't, I'm going to share a little bit about it with you. Um, I had an idea to start a business. And uh, I had already run a business before that, but I had this little idea and I took that little idea all the way to a multiple six figure business while that's not the part that I'm most proud of the part. Oh, that just makes me emotional. The part that I 
am so proud of is that through this entire process, I've been a hundred percent dedicated to my home, my kids, my marriage, and even myself through this whole thing. And to me, that is what this is really about. So we are going to be giving away some incredible door prizes today. For those of you that are just jumping in, I'm giving you an entire dream planner essentials kit. So it comes with all the goodness, the planner, um, it's got stickers and a couple, um, intro courses where I talk about my time blocking. Polly goes over the fundamental needs system. Her and I go over that together. Polly does like this intro dream essential thing with you in the front. It's amazing. And then also for two of you, we're going to be giving away my favorite simple modern cups in this print specifically, because it is my favorite. So this is the, um, it's like, I don't know if you guys can see it or not. It's so pretty. I love it. And it doesn't leak, which is amazing. And it comes with two straws, which is really cool, but you got to be here live to win. Tell me in the chat if you're excited to learn. And do you have your workbook? <laughs> no worries if you didn't grab your workbook because maybe you just signed up or things be crazy. We're actually gonna drop in the chat right now a link for you to just go grab it. We put it in um, a Google Drive so you can download it or you can follow along, put it on your computer. You can type in it as a PDF. So you guys should all have it because that is essentially what we're gonna be doing today is hashing out this workbook. workbook. All right, I am going to look in the chat specifically right now because I want you guys to tell me what kind of work do you do? What kind of business do you run? Are you in network marketing? Are you just getting started? Have you been doing this a long time? Just give me a little bit of a feel for where you're at. Um, also, I'd love to know, do you feel like you're gaining momentum? Have you gone through seasons of gaining and then losing all your momentum? Give me a little CPA, bookkeeper, nonprofit mental health. Oh my gosh, there's so much. Writer. Yay. Look at all of them. Oh my gosh. I seriously will go back and read every single one of these. So keep pouring them in. I love it so much. Registered dietitian. Oh, we got a couple bookkeepers in here. Podcaster, homesteader, yes. fitness coach, architect. Yeah. I love it so much. Okay. Well, you guys are all in the right place. <laughs> Good. Just gaining momentum. Just launched your business. Awesome. Reading specialist. Okay. Who feels like they're able to capitalize on their momentum? Who feels like they are not? Tell me where you're at. Are you, I'm assuming you're here at the workshop, A, because you want to know how I organize things, but also because this, the struggle of the juggle is really, really hard. It's really hard. And today is most certainly going to help you need systems and struggling. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Look at, I just said somebody say we should chat soon. Network it up in the chat while you're here. Secondary to learning information, but that's a really fun part of being here with all these other business women. I love it. And I caught a little bit of my cold, my kids, whatever they had. So I have the sniffles. Um, Hold on just a second. Okay. All right. You guys are in the right place. We've got a lot to cover today. So let's jump in. Are you guilty of making this one mistake that I see women who are trying to grow a business make all the time? And I actually was guilty of it too for a short time, but more so in the business that I ran before this one. And that's where I learned a lot of my lessons from. The number one mistake is what you're going to write down in your workbook. First up that I see women making in juggling both their home and their business is being constantly scattered with zero strategic organization in place. 
I like to call her Scattered Sally. So just write Scattered Sally is that number one mistake that I see happening. And would you define yourself as Scattered or Scattered Sally? I have felt this on a lot of occasions, um, just in all of the things. But because of what I'm actually bringing to you and teaching you today, I have able to stay away from Scattered Sally probably 95% of the time through the last four years of running this business and would consider myself to be absolutely consistent, Katie, and probably confident, Katie, too. So who's ready to be consistent and confident, Katie, after today instead of Scattered Sally? If you guys have been around for a while, I talk about her in home, too, from being kind of scattered to becoming confident. And that's what we're going to talk about specifically in your business. For a lot of women, living as Scattered Sally leads to some pretty harsh feelings, Having something that fills your cup outside of cooking and cleaning and momming and wifing is never wrong. It's not bad. And oftentimes because of the zero, the zero strategic organization and none of that stuff is in place for how to complete tasks that actually create growth, moms end up doing both things. And then something always suffers because nothing is strategically organized. Major guilt sets in at that point. And let's be real, we can't quit our families, so we quit our passion, right? We quit our work, and that's what happens. It gets pushed aside, which is the number two mistake that I see moms making. This is also in your workbook. Giving up on their own dreams because they don't have the right systems in place to support the work they want to do. Back in 2020, I literally didn't have a choice to give up, though. Like, I wanted to multiple times. I've had that feeling, but I couldn't. My side hustle was the only thing that I had when my 17-year income as a sign language interpreter went from $4,000 a month to about 500 bucks a month. And my family needed every bit of $4,000 from my interpreting career. But the problem was is that I had two kids. One was in first grade. The other one was two years old. And I couldn't just go get a job. My interpreting allowed me to pick up hours whenever I could. And it was bringing in $4,000 a month. We needed money to pay bills. My husband and I both together. I honestly had to take care of the kids and I had to make money. I had to find a way to make consistent money from home while I managed my home at the same time. And every single time I had a work block, I knew I had to make it count. I couldn't waste it. So I started creating workflows like immediately, not just any workflows that you download from Pinterest. I started making workflows that actually worked. These workflows were so flexible that I could adapt them when I couldn't work for a week because everybody got sick or whatever happened. They were clean, they're organized, they were precise to get major work done in short amount of time. And they also kept me from having notes and lists in a thousand places, which was absolutely one of the reasons why in my other business, I couldn't really quite get things together. That was causing me to recreate the wheel every single time. Like there's nothing worse than being like, oh, well, how am I going to create this a graphic again? And then you have to start all over again every single time from graphics to podcasts, sales, coaching, literally everything. I started creating workflows for it. And this meant that I was not any longer avoiding the work that needed to get done. I could get in and get out. No more working while I was supposed to be cleaning or engaging with my homeschool kids because we pulled them during the pandemic. No more feeling guilty because I wanted to work all the time, but I really wanted to be with them, but I really wanted to be working, but I really wanted to be with them. It was nauseating. It was so hard to figure out 
how to just do both and do it well. I knew that it was time to get super consistent. I had to make that money to know exactly what to do, to focus on tasks that actually mattered and stop scrolling Instagram or creating things that were pointless. I had to build boundaries between my work and my home and make intentional steps towards building a profitable business when I got the time to do it. These four steps that I'm bringing to you today and I'm going to teach you are the literal exact steps that I took to get insanely focused, consistent, and gain continual momentum to take that brand new idea, the thing that I was hustling in cracks of my day to a multiple six-figure business that not only replaced my interpreting income plus some, but it also pays other women on this team money so that they can go and provide for their families too. Big things are about to happen for you. Who's ready? Who's excited? Who wants to have a story that feels a lot like that? Because it is an incredible feeling. But before we get there, tell me in the chat, what's keeping you from having that right now? What's keeping you from showing up to your work blocks? Here's a few things to think about. Are you working too much and still not getting enough done? Are you feeling guilty that you're neglecting responsibilities at home? Do you have the time? Why don't you have the time? Are you a mess at home (laughs) or is home not the problem? Do you have time, but every single time you sit down, you have no idea really what to do? Are you committed? Are you taking yourself seriously? A couple other ideas. Do you feel alone? Not sure how to get started. Are you afraid that you're using your time uh, and money on something that you might fail at? Are they fears that are holding you back? How many of you have actually tried to make money from home in the past and have failed? Just too many things to juggle, not having work blocks, prioritizing prioritizing the first thing that pops into my mind. Good. Okay. Keep pouring them in. I'll come back and read them. Guess what? <laughs> I felt all of those things. I literally have felt all of them. That's how I knew how to write all those answers, right? And you've come to the right place. You knew that this was going to be a place to get answers. And we're going to go over the four steps that you are going to be able to use to grow your business consistently without sacrificing home, right? Because that's the goal by using workflows. Before we jump into the four steps on exactly what this looks like, we need to talk about one really important thing. And that is what is a workflow? We got to start by covering the basics here. What is a workflow? Who thinks they know what a workflow is? Who here has one in place? Who has no workflows in place? Are your workflows working? Are they organized? Who has no idea what to do with an Asana or Trello board? Maybe you've created one, you can't find anything. And last but not least, who here is on MeisterTask and is one of my homies? Who knows? Who knows the MeisterTask life? I want to know. Just type MeisterTask. Just type it. (laughs) MeisterTask. You got some peeps over here that have been hanging out with me. Awesome. I know nothing. That's why I'm here. Awesome. Okay. I love it. All right. Good little tea break for me. Okay. Here's the definition. A workflow is, you're going to hear me give you about three definitions here. Okay. I want you to pull out what matters and means the most to you. A workflow is a structured game plan that lays out a sequence of steps to get to a desired outcome. A workflow is also a series of steps or tasks that need to be completed in a specific order to reach a goal. And last but not least, a workflow is your guide that takes you from the beginning of a process to the end of a process until successful completion. 
Okay. So there's not any like one right answer. It could be a lot of things, but essentially it's all the same thing, right? Not all workflows are created equal, you guys. It is important to note here with a big asterisk that by definition, a workflow is cr created to achieve one specific outcome. That means that one workflow cannot produce multiple outcomes and still be effective. That is where everyone is getting it wrong. Your asanas are glorified checklists. They're glorified notes. And that's not what a workflow is supposed to do. I've spent years, and I'm not kidding, years, almost every single day of my life, besides Sunday and maybe Saturdays, dialing in the exact science behind what workflows actually are, what they need and what a business owner like you needs in order to grow a business and keep up with the house and kids and marriage, right? Because what I was finding, literally, you guys, the reason why this happened is because I couldn't find anything on the internet to help me. I'm like, no, 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 and no, that doesn't solve all these other problems. So I just started creating it. I've also spent years watching what is and isn't working for other CEOs that I work with some of them are seven figures. Some of them are brand new all the way through the gamut. I've watched and I've coached all of them through this process. And I know exactly which workflows are needed to have consistent growth. I know it like the back of my hand. I can spot it from a mile away. So is that what you are here to do? Is that what you're here to do? Because we are about to dive into the four steps. Who here wants to know what these workflows are, what the steps are, not just what the workflows are, because this is so much more than that. And it has to be so much more than that because you can't expect to just take these four workflows that I'm about to show you in step number one and think that you've solved your problems because that will not solve your problems. It's not four workflows. It's not four just a little, let me take your template. It's what are the steps to not only having them, but using them. Okay. Cause it's so much more than just a template. All right, let's dive in. Step one in your workbook. The first step is to use the core four workflows daily. If I get through this presentation without fumbling through that, it'll be a miracle because it's a tongue twister. Remember random workflows don't work write random workflows and then like cross it out. It's vital that you get your business strategically organized. This is on your workbook. workbook, So you can completely shut off when work is done and go back to life without distractions. So fill that in in your workbook. It's vital that you get your business strategically organized so you can what? Completely shut off when work is done and go back to life without being distracted. That is how you do this. That is the key. And the core four workflows are specific workflows you will need to have in place to cover every single aspect of your business, no matter how big or how small it is, if you want to stop being scattered, Sally. So I'm going to share my screen right now, and I'm going to show you what these four core workflows are. Those of you that are familiar with Systemize Your Biz, this is going to look pretty familiar to you. But we're going to talk specifically about the core four right now. And I'm going to take you through the core. These are actually my workflows. All right. All right. The first one is a project workflow. Okay. So I mean an event workflow. Sorry. Event. It is an event workflow. Events are when you launch something, when you, when you do this, when you go on and you host something online or in person. If you have people come to your house because you're doing network marketing, if you're going somewhere, if you're selling something, that is an event, okay? 
You have to have a workflow for events. And here's the gist of what this needs to look like. You got all your details on the left and then you need a prep period. Every task that you have to do through your prep period and my whole team is in this with me. You can see all the people. This is an event for my leadership retreat. All the things. Got to create the meal plans. Got to do all the things. It's a big thing. It's a real big thing. And we got lots of people doing lots of things. It's all here. Then you're going to go into the actual, actual execution. Okay. Here's the actual execution. Every single day of your event needs to be here. And then all of your follow-up tasks are at the end. That's your first core workflow. The next is a project. Here's a huge project my company is working on right now. It's called the Evergreen Funnel Upgrade. Why do I need to upgrade my funnel? Well, <laughs> because everything has changed in my business. There will always be projects to do in your business, which we're gonna talk about a, a little bit later in step three and step four. But you have to have your projects mapped out. This is a mighty project for me. It's not something that I can just write a list and get done. You've gotta have deadlines on your projects. This project spans from October all the way through, all the way through for me until Q, the end of Q1, okay? And even a little bit into Q2 of 2024. So the whole thing is all mapped out from left to right. And then what you need to do after on the very, very end of that, these are all of the, all of the tasks that need to get done. So the second one is start with events, then projects, then we're going to talk about your content calendar. Everybody needs to have a workflow for their content. This is number three. Here's a quick look at what a content calendar, I believe, should actually look like. Every single channel that you are producing content on needs to be in the exact same place. No. <clears throat> Sorry, that's going to do that from time to time. Okay, so you're going to have every single channel here. First, you have an info column. You'll see that on almost every single workflow. Then for me, my channels where I'm producing content are the podcast, then the blog, and we have an affiliate blog, which we're trying something new with a new intern position for affiliate blog posts, not just podcast blog posts. Then we have our emails that go out, then our general Facebook group, our student Facebook group, and our Instagram. Those are my content channels. And inside of every single one of these channels, we have a very strategic framework that we follow. I know what goes out every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, every Friday, we templated it and we just recreate that. And it goes every single week of every single month, week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, and the content just rolls. This was one of the first things that I was able to outsource because of this content calendar. And it was the first thing I was able to get really consistent at to be able to bring in new leads and new sales was because of this content calendar. Okay, last but not least, we are going to talk about the most important, which is your cockpit, you guys. Um, this is where all of those other workflows get linked into. A cockpit is for a pilot to go in and fly an entire airplane. A pilot does not have to go to the wings it doesn't have to go to the wheels. It doesn't have to go to the control panel. It doesn't have to go anywhere. They sit and they push all of their buttons and their airplane flies. Your business needs to run without you having to go in a million directions. You should be able to come to your cockpit and only click in the to-do column and know exactly what to do every day, every week, every month of every year in your business. What does it look like? Get all your events on the left-hand side. Then you're gonna have your to-do column and every single thing, all my Monday tasks are here. Then my Tuesday, then my Wednesday, then my Thursday, then my Friday. 
What's in progress right now? Well, I've got a meeting going on for a workflow workshop and I'm doing one thing at a time. That's where I'm at. That's what I'm doing right now. And then I'll move it to done when I'm done. Your monthlies, your meetings, all of your projects, and then a project tank. For those of you that have really big ideas that needs to put things on hold instead of jumping in both feet first or maybe even head first whenever you have a big project idea. So these are the core four workflows that you need to have in place in your business. Okay, I see that there's a bunch of messages. This is all in Meister task. Yes, indeed it is. All right, let's move on to number two. The second step is to stay consistent and gain momentum. And these are strategically stacked. These are in order. You can't skip number one and have the same results. You can't skip number three and have the same results. You have to do the first, then the second, then the third, then the fourth. So the number one reason why most moms who try and run a successful business do not succeed is not actually because they're moms. I told myself that story. I told a lot of other people that that was the thing that I was believing. Many people told me. However, home management is vital. And you guys all know what I how I feel about a home management system, right? I wouldn't be able to have dedicated hours to my work without a home management system. And so that is absolutely something that needs to happen. If your home is a hot mess, it's going to be really hard to be successful in your business. Okay. But that is something that you can get under control in four weeks. Actually, <laughs> I know somebody that could teach you how to do that. Neither here nor there. It's actually because you have zero strategic organization in place and are completely scattered when you sit down to work. So this is an answer in your workbook. Okay. The reason why moms who try and run a business don't succeed, succeed is because they have zero strategic organization in place and are completely scattered when they sit down to work. Having a two to five hour work block means nothing. <laughs> if you spend the entire time creating reels or Instagram posts or stories that don't lead to leads and sales, that my friend is a hobby. Again, in your workbook, a business generates what? Leads and sales. It creates impact and income. That is a business. It does not, you guys, a business does not create random things without purpose. That's not a business. And we need to understand we're taking time away from our families, time away from our spouses, time away from our home, time away from our bodies, time away from sleep. We're taking time away to work on a business. We got to be real serious about what we're doing with that time. It's easy to buy a website, grab an LLC, snag that Instagram handle and post content and then change your offers 45,000 times a year whenever things aren't really clicking because didn't quite feel right or you're not quite sure. What's hard is sticking with your momentum month over month over month over month. Do you guys realize that I had 25 downloads on my first podcast in the first month for eight months for almost over a year? I didn't care. Next month I had 27 downloads. Heck yeah, we got two more. I was pumped and I saw it through. Are you using your time towards a business or a hobby? Do you actually care about what you're doing with your time when you sit down to work? If you're serious about putting your time towards a business and using your time away from your home wisely, then you need to be, be able to answer the following four questions. And these are for you to write in your workbook. 
The first question is how many hours do you need to work every single week to get the job done? What's the number? ChelseaJoe.co girls, ladies, drop how many hours you need to be able to do your work with me every single week. What's the number? I have to work 25 hours a week to get my job done. Okay. It's not just me. There's other people here. You'll see them. They know exactly. I made sure they knew exactly. You need to know this answer. What tasks are you going to fill that time with? That's the second question. What tasks are you going to fill that time with? Number three, third question, what are you going, where are you going to keep all of those tasks that you're supposed to be doing? Where are you going to keep it? And number four, what tasks are most important to focus on first, second, and third? So maybe you know how many hours it takes. Maybe you know what you're doing with your time and maybe you know what you're keeping with those tasks, but do you know what to focus on first, second, and third? You got to know all four of those things immediately in order to gain momentum and get off the hamster wheel. Next part in your workbook, you're like, I didn't come here for a writing workshop. Why am I writing so much in order to gain the momentum and get off the hamster wheel of doing those endless tasks that aren't giving you and gaining that kind of momentum that you want, you have to do two things. The first is to know what tasks to focus on. And the second is to stay not consistent, but insanely consistent. In four years of podcasting, I've only missed one episode and I put out two episodes a week. It's called insanely consistent. Okay. How do you see really great results with your health? You stay insanely consistent. Have I taken strategic breaks? Yeah, I have, but that's strategic, right? So there are six types of tasks that every business owner needs to complete in order to have a successful business. So when we talk about know what tasks to focus on, there's only six of them. And these are them. Number one are your dailies. Daily tasks are something that you do more than three times a week. So if you do it four or five times a week, it's a daily. Number two is your weekly work. And this is the bulk of the work you will do. For example, content creation, short and long form, student support, client support, sales, that kind of stuff, or any other one-off tasks. The third is monthly tasks, which is maybe 30 minutes a week. You're focusing on something that has to be done once a month, like your bookkeeping. All your bookkeepers, give me a high five in the chat. Give me a fist bump. I said it for you. Your bookkeeping, right? You got it. You got to do the things that are important and, and are legitimate. The fourth thing are your meetings. If you have meetings, you're going to be doing that each week. The fifth are projects. Got to have time for project work. Hopefully that number that you said actually includes a substantial amount of time to work on projects. And number six are events. When you feel like you have a million things to do every single day and week, it's because you don't have systems in place to keep those things organized. These six tasks go into your core four workflows. Oh, great question. How is an event not a project? Because what an event requires is very different from a project. They are similar and they're set up similarly, but an event ends with taking something to the public. A project does not always. So your event means you're taking something external. Okay. And that means a lot of other things are going to have to be done. It also means that there's another layer of intensity there. Okay. Okay. Emily said, I thought I was going to fold laundry during this workshop. Nada. We're here to do some work. Girls, I am like in it. I'm so in it when it comes to my work. Like it's so important because as soon as you start to create 
that impact because my impact came well before my income. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it when you have somebody turn around and tell you, oh my gosh, this is what you did for my life. Like there's nothing like it. Obviously the money is important. That's what makes a business instead of, you know, something else. But I'm so serious about it. Okay, now let's talk about how to stay consistent with those six types of tasks. Tell me in the chat if you have set work blocks every single week. Like you could go to your husband and say, I'm working Monday, Wednesday, Friday from two to 12. Don't text me, I won't answer. But if it's urgent, you could call me. Like, do you know that? Like that? That's the question. That's where we need to be every single week. It's so important, okay? And it can change and it will change, okay? I'm gonna show you how easy it is right now to get 15 hours a week. You, I'm gonna work an example for 15 hours a week. If you don't need 15 hours, you're still gonna apply this same logic, okay? Maybe you need less. I started out, I needed four hours a week, then I needed eight, then I needed 12. Then I was like, can I get 16? And then we moved to 20 and now we're at 25, okay? And it has been a lot of conversating. That's a lot of change for my husband, right? That's a lot of change for my kids, for my family, for me to transition like that. And so I've just been continuously evolving. But here's a couple examples that you can write down on how to be so creative to get that time. First of all, simple math is three times five. If you've got a five-hour block of focused work, you only have to do that three times a week, right? Maybe your kids are in school. You do it while they're at school. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, you get to do other things. Here's another way to look at it. You can take a power hour in the morning, which is specifically an hour focused on work. Maybe you're 530 to 630 AM. You get ready from 630 to seven. Kids are up at seven. You go on. And then you take a two hour block Monday through Friday. That's 15 hours. So an hour in the morning, two hours somewhere else in the day. Do that Monday through Friday. You've got 15 hours to work on your business. What about three hour work blocks five times a week? Also, for those of you that are like, yeah, right. I am nap hustling right now. Awesome. Do an hour in the morning before the babe gets up, do an hour during a nap and do an hour after they go to bed at night. You now have 15 hours a week, just like that. Every way that you can think of it. And I did it that way for a very long time. I did it that way for the beginning of all this. Bailey's six. She was two when I started this. Well, she was like one when I started writing the blog, but when I officially went all in, she was two. Okay. What do you do for work full time? Where are you going to put it? What time can you get up? I did work. I worked about 25 hours a week when I kind of was starting this and then the pandemic hit and it freed up a bunch of hours, right? So you can schedule four hours every other Saturday. You can schedule two hours and not do Netflix and not do screen time in the evening. You can get up an hour early. How many hours do you need, right? If you need, let's say six hours a week, you can do an hour every, you can maybe do Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, one hour. And then on Saturdays, you can do three hours. That'll give you six hours a week. It's just getting super creative and mapping it out and writing it down. Okay. Thoughts on getting 15 hours of homeschooling. I have so many homeschooling moms that I work with and it is absolutely possible. Do you have to get insanely creative? Yes, you do. Do you have to consider when should we move our homeschool for mom to be able to work? Yes, you do. You've got to sit down and put pen to paper and be willing to say, here's my boundaries. Here's what I'm going to do this. And this week, for two weeks, we're going to try homeschool from 12 to four and I'm going to work from eight to noon. And we're going to put a snack here. And we're going to put a snack here and you're going to test it. And you're going to gather data and the world's not going to end when it doesn't work because you have another option in two weeks from now. Okay. And it's absolutely possible. Okay, here we go. 
ready to jump into step three, you're going to have to bump down to the second part of this. If you need to go take a potty break, if you need to go fold laundry, if you need to pick up the kids, if you need to go cook dinner, do what you got to do, girl, and get back to part two. There's some incredible information. And quite frankly, what really sets me apart from every other coach that is coaching this stuff on the internet comes to you in step three and step four. So meet you over there real soon.